You're listening to Make Your Way, Season 6, Episode 7. Welcome to Make Your Way, where we explore what it means to work and create on your own terms. Along with every episode, we post links to resources mentioned in the episode, along with a full transcript. You can find these materials at drkatylinder.com backslash MYW. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Katie. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? It we're so out of practice. <laughs> I know. We're like, how do we even say hi? Yeah. We didn't even say, okay, I'm going to say hi first. And then you're I know. Gonna say, as soon I as know. I hit the we're record just a disaster. button, I thought, we didn't even say who was going to start. So, oh, hello, right. listeners. Sarah and I have been away from our microphones for a hot minute talking to each other. It's it's been a while since we've had a conversation. It has been. <laughs> and it was so fun, though, to have these interviews throughout the season six. We'd never done anything like that before. And I loved bringing new voices onto the show and being inspired by people who are just starting out and who are dealing with a yeah. lot of the same stuff that you and I are still thinking about. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I think one of the biggest things for me in this season was just a lot of reflection on both my own journey and also hearing other people's stories and being like, oh, it's so nice that like, one, I'm not the only one who who's freaking out about these things. And also to know that like, we've also come a long way in the in the process. Like we're, we're not just starting out anymore. We've been out doing this for long enough that some of the things that that um, that our, our guests were saying were things that like, oh, yeah, I remember feeling that way. And I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of both reflection and also just nice knowing that we're not alone. <laughs> yeah, well, and I had the same feeling and also was just reminded of how I haven't even been doing this that long and the yeah. amount of progress. It like it, it happens relatively quickly. Like you, you kind of learn things and pick up skills and gain experience. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that's not an issue for me anymore. Um, and so it did the same. Like it reminded me of kind of where I started and the reflection on the journey, um, which is so timely for our episode today, Mm -hmm. because we are Mm -hmm. talking about 2019 reflections. And then Mm -hmm. listeners hang in there because we're going to get into 2020 goals and intentions uh, next episode to kind of wrap up season six. Um, And for longtime listeners, you know that this is like my favorite time of year. Yay for (laughs) goal setting. I could do it all day, every day for like the the entire month of December. And if you're following me in other places, you know that's basically what's happening. Um, Sarah, not so much about the <laughs> the annual goal setting. So she she puts up with me every year when I want to do this. And thank you, Sarah. Well, and it's always it's always inspiring, first of all. And it reminds me like, oh right, I should think about like what am I planning to do this year? Um and and I have been a little bit more thoughtful this year. So I am excited to talk a little bit more about goals um for twenty twenty. But um First, Katie, I'm just curious, what's been happening the last little while of 2019? It's been a bit since we've talked and updated our each other, <laughs> let alone our listeners, about what happened in 2019. Yeah, so it was funny because before Sarah and I hit record, we were like, so this is actually going to be a great catch-up episode because we haven't really had a chance to like <laughs> chat with each other in a while. And typically, before we record episodes, we do kind of updates and stuff. But with the interviews this season, we didn't always do that. And so um, there's just been a lot going on. So... I actually went back to our 2019 goals episode, which was two seasons ago, maybe. Um, and I was like, what did I say? Like, what, what did I think was <laughs> happening this year? 
And some things were right on. Like I, I talked about how in 2018, I felt like I was getting my sea legs in my business and that 2019 was really going to be a stabilizing year where I wasn't going to do a whole lot kind of extra, but I was going to be investing in what was already created. And I was going to be um, kind of launching things that were growing out of things that already existed. So like it would make a lot more sense. There'd be a lot more alignment. And I wasn't doing as much kind of random experimentation as I had been doing for the previous two years. And I think that's true. I think that that is absolutely what happened in 2019. Um, I did talk about pivoting my speaking and speaking more as a coach. And that did happen toward the very tail end of the year. I, I worked over the summer on designing a new keynote on radical self-trust. So a big chunk of my summer went to that. And then I also did a major rebrand this year. I hired a branding agency and went through the process of kind of really thinking about how I wanted my website to look, how I wanted my branding to look. So that took up a big chunk of the summer as well and into the fall. Um, and then I also launched a few new programs. So I had talked about on that episode, uh, some kind of program around radical self-trust, which did end up happening. So I launched a, a group coaching program called Seven Weeks to Radical Self-Trust, which I uh, facilitated four times throughout 2019. And then I also ended up kind of randomly launching. I know I said I wouldn't do random things, but um, <laughs> a, a kind of group coaching, very quick four week program in July called What's Next for people going through transition, because I just I felt like I was going through transition and I felt like I kind of needed some of that. Um, and then I had mentioned too in that 2019 episode, and this was like shocking to me, like I, I couldn't believe it had only been a year that it had been going on, but my online community prolific and I was like, oh my God, I launched that in like late 2018. Like I just, I, because it had been an entire year, I'd done all this programming with it. I'm very involved in that community. So that, that kind of growth and engagement with Prolific happened a lot in 2019. And spoiler alert, I've recently kind of rebranded it. So that's kind of fun. Um, so I can talk about that. And then I also, of course, on this season talked about Slow Hustle, which I secretly launched um, in 2019 and is basically booked for 2020. So that's really exciting. And um, that was something that I was kind of thinking about, you know, um, toward the beginning of 2019 was launching that business mastermind. The thing that I thought was kind of funny about the 2019 episode is like, oh, I brought back website design. I've really missed it. Now I've taking it away again. I mean, it is like the service that I like take on and off my menu because if I'm really busy, I don't have time. And then when I'm not designing, I miss it. And so that's been something that's, that just made me laugh. Like when I saw that, <laughs> um, so I won't get into like the goals that I had set for 2019. Um, cause I want to hear kind of what the year has been like for you, but those are some kind of highlights. I think the, the rebrand, the keynote development and, um, really thinking about how I can kind of keep, sustaining things that are already existing. Um, and that included things like I ended up coaching over 300 hours over the year. So there was a lot going on in my coaching practice that that felt really good to just like get more experience, bring on more clients, test out some things. Um, so those kinds of things, I think, kind of deepened throughout the year. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff that you did this year. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I love, I do love reflecting on a year gone by because as you said, Katie, you're like, wait, I did that this year. And like that happened. And what <laughs> you sort of, you get a sense for how much you can actually accomplish in a year 
one of the things that I find most frustrating from like day to day and week to week kind of levels of productivity is you're like, oh, I just didn't get anything done this week or I didn't, I didn't get anything done today. And then when you look out at it from like a year scope or even a month, but if you look at the whole year, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I did all of that. Yeah, it adds up so <laughs> quickly. Like it this does. was an activity we recently did in Prolific around writing accomplishments in 2019. And we literally just made a list and I went through my CV and I went through my calendar and like, I was shocked. Like I really was mm-hmm. like, cause I thought of this mm-hmm. as a relatively low writing year for me because I wasn't actively working on a book project. Um, and I, it was a lot, everything added up really mm-hmm. quickly. And it's the same, I think with our businesses, like you said, our brains kind of trick us into thinking we just didn't do very much this year. Right. And it's right. not true. I mean, like there's so no. much that you, and, and this isn't even talking about like growth in my own mm-hmm. personal, like, you know, lessons I've learned or how I've shifted yep. in my identity or, and there's several projects. Like I didn't mention, I launched a new podcast. Like, I mean, there's just like, <laughs> you, you, you can't fit everything in. Like there's always all kinds right. of things that happen, but yeah. yeah. So tell, tell us about yeah. 2018 for you, Sarah, what was this year like? Yeah. Well, uh, you reminded me, um, before we hit record a little bit about what I said that I was going to do in 2019, cause I sure didn't remember. Um, but it, it, 2019 for me, at least when I was looking into 2019, I was thinking a lot about kind of still trying to figure stuff out and how work was going to fit into my life in a way that was sustainable and okay for me. Um, And I would say that 2019 has been a lot about that. Um, I I really wanted to figure out how to be grounded, not only in my work, but also in um, my life in a, you know, again, like I said, in a way that was sustainable in a way that, um, that worked for me. Because if I was being, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be self-employed, I want it to make sense for my life. Like I don't want to be, you know, working 60 plus hours a week for something that is supposed to be making me happy, right? So how do you how do you balance the work with the um, regular life sorts of things? So I did feel a lot, especially in the first half of 2019, that I was still kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to move, um, move the business forward. And I also did a lot of traveling this year, um, both for personal and professional reasons. And I found that that was super valuable, both in terms of getting me out of my tiny little office in my house um, and getting me out into the world a little bit, reconnecting me with people and places um, that I, you know, either really spent a lot of time in as a kid or um, people who I hadn't seen in a long time, but who give me different kinds of things, different energy, different excitement about life. Um, and that was really, really valuable to help kind of recenter me on um, what directions I wanted to go both in life and work. And so in uh, kind of mid to late 2019, I made the decision to pivot the business. Um, so for a long time, listeners, you know, uh, that I have been doing a lot of um, speaking and trainings in early childhood um, education kinds of pieces. And I've actually just kind of dropped that. I'm not doing those kinds of things anymore. Um, I have felt the need for a long time to kind of slowly move away from that world. Um, and this year it be kind, of, kind of became more important for me to do that um, for a number of reasons. And so in uh, kind of, I want to say like August, September was really when I decided, okay, I'm not taking any more speaking gigs in this um, arena. And of course, as soon as I made that decision, I got like two or three inquiries in the next couple of, of days, course. because that's how that Well, happens. the universe likes to test um, your commitment to these decisions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then in the last month or so, 
um, as a part of kind of pivoting the business, I've also uh, relaunched my website and kind of refocused it on the new directions. And I'll talk more about that in our 2020 episode. But uh, generally, um, I'm focusing much, much more on creative communications consulting and um, video making and, and kind of sharing with others ways to make videos on your own on your own terms uh, and in ways that work for you as a either an individual creator or as a you know small organization or nonprofit or small business um, you know there's a lot of use for video and a lot of people are like how do I do that in a way that works for me that I don't have to spend a ton of money on it um, so I'll be talking more about that for 2020 goals but it's been exciting to kind of move in these new directions and think about what do I want? the next couple of years of my business to look like. And I've really, I'm really glad that I took the time to um, kind of wrestle with some of these personal and professional issues. And I'm also really glad that I've decided to pivot in this new direction. It's exciting and energizing for me and it's time, (laughs) you know, sometimes you can't force things into the box that you want them to go into. And sometimes you can't force yourself to make a decision about a pivot before you're ready. And so this year was really about like waiting for that time to be ready and waiting for myself to be ready to make that decision to move things. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm much happier for it and excited and terrified and all of those other things, but I think it's going to be good. I'm, I'm generally optimistic. Normal emotions. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I'm really curious, Sarah, if you can talk about, I know one of the things you really focused on in 2019 was your Honestly series. And mm-hmm. I so enjoyed getting your monthly emails and reflections. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it connected in with mm. this kind of shift that you made? Yeah, that was such an interesting process for me. Um, I So originally when I had envisioned the Honestly series, I was thinking it would be a bunch of kind of, uh, you know, monthly releases of videos and and blog posts and would have the the email newsletter uh, as a part of kind of the whole thing. And what ended up happening was that my energy was really more towards the email newsletter. And part of the reason for that was because people would always reach out after each and every email and say, oh, this really resonated with me in these ways. And thank you for saying this, like this, this really hit me the right way. This question for this month was just exactly what I needed to hear. And so getting that response from people was like, oh, oh, okay, (laughs) this is something that's valuable and something that I enjoy doing. So for those of you who aren't familiar, um, I, every month I put out a, an email newsletter that, that poses a question that I'm wrestling with, um, in, in each month. And so for example, for December of 2019, it was, what are you grateful for, um, for this year? And I talked a lot about how I struggled with the concept of gratitude this year for a number of reasons. And, um, you know, in other other months, I've talked about what does success look like for you, and and those kinds of questions that I think are are worth taking a few minutes to think about, but we don't always make time to think about. So um, it's just been a really fun journey, and the list is like microscopic in size, and that's totally fine with me. I'm I'm enjoying building connections with people who read the the newsletter and who reply. And um, I just feel like there's a depth to that that I've really valued. And I've really enjoyed kind of challenging myself to get authentic and get personal and get real about some of this stuff that I'm struggling with. Um, because I know that that's where those connections 
begin is, is if you show a little bit of yourself, somebody else can connect with that. And that's where some of those conversations um, really, really grow. And I'm excited to see what 2020 is going to hold for the Honestly series. I haven't thought I have, I'll be honest, I haven't planned out that part of 2020 yet, but um, I do plan on continuing the, the monthly question emails. I think, um, I think there's a lot there that, that I can continue to, to explore. So, yeah. So I was always curious. I have two kind of related questions. One is about the consistency, because I feel like sometimes mm. when you commit to something like that, it's like, and, and you were like uber consistent, like all year long. It was like, here were the emails, like there were 12, you know, like you did it monthly. And, and I was so like proud yeah. to see that because I know sometimes... I feel like you've struggled with kind of the regular consistency. Yeah. And so that was really exciting yeah. to see. So I want you to kind of talk about that. But also, these were longer in-depth emails. Like this was not like a paragraph and some bullet points. Right. Like you were really reflecting, you were telling stories, you were pulling in quotes and resources. Um, so I'm wondering if you can talk about like if the process and the time it took to mm -hmm. do that and just mm -hmm. how that consistency piece worked into your schedule. Because I feel like that was something mm. that was slightly different for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for noting that. Cause you're right. I, I, I sent, I pushed send on the uh, 12th email, I guess it was earlier this week. And I was just like, I did a thing. <laughs> I did a thing I said I was going to do. <laughs> like, um, and it's not that I have, I have trouble meeting deadlines when other people are involved, but I have struggled a lot in the past when I sort of make uh, internal commitments about creative work that I'm putting out just for the sake of kind of me putting out creative work. Um, that's always been a struggle for me. So it was really nice um, to actually have done a thing I said I was going to do <laughs> in the uh, 12 months that I said I was going to do it. So thank you for, for noting that. Um, and yes, that was a huge win and, and felt really um, like a like a big success for me um, in terms of, of 2019 goals uh, and things, things I actually did the way I said I wanted to. Um, in terms of the process for me, mostly it was about just kind of having it on my radar that like, okay, I have to, you know, I have to send this newsletter at some point. Um, I had done the planning for the questions actually in, I want to say early January last year. So I knew every month which question I was going to ask. There were a couple times where I, where I would like switch them around a little bit on months, depending on really kind of where I was and like, Oh, is this quest, this question is not what I need this month. I, this other one looks good, but I had planned out the questions I wanted to ask ahead of time, which was really helpful because then it, when it came time to sit down to write, it was like, okay, what's the question for this month? Now I have to respond to that ready go. Um, and so for me, the writing process, it would, it varied. Um, sometimes it would, it would be really easy. Uh, it would just kind of flow really well. And other times I'd kind of have to like, wrestle with it a little bit. And there was one month I remember I had to like draft something. I was like, Oh, I don't like that. I drafted something else. Didn't like that. Drafted a third thing. And I was like, okay, I don't like any of these. What am I going to do with this? Um, so sometimes it was more of a struggle, but really it was just a matter of saying, okay, like this is the thing I'm committing to. And also because I was getting that valuable feedback from people and responses from people, I was like, no, people are actually reading this, right? This is something that actually is something people look forward to and um, appreciate. And so that was an added motivation as well. I think sometimes as creative people um, who are putting work out all the time, if you're not getting at least a little bit of that external feedback, it can be hard to continue to churn out stuff, especially at a high rate, because you're just like, is anybody reading this? Does anybody care right. that this is happening? And if it's only you that cares about it, it becomes a little bit more difficult to do so consistently. At least that's 
how I have found it to be, uh, my creative juices to, <laughs> to flow a little bit less well when um, I'm not getting at least a little bit of external feedback. So um, yeah, I think for me, it was just like making sure it was a priority every month. Sometimes it would be like on the 30th or 31st that the email would get out. Um, but it, you know, for the most part, I was, I was pretty much able to get it out every month, which was a, a huge win. So that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, you. did do a thing this year. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Yeah, you did a lot of things, but this things. was a this was a, a really important thing. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, well, tell us more, Katie, about 2019 in terms of some of the other specific goals that you had. You mentioned earlier you, you were like, "Well, I had a bunch of a bunch of things I said I was going to do, um, right. and a bunch of metrics that I was thinking about measuring." So how did how did you land with all of those? Okay, so I can't help myself. I set so many goals. And I was thinking about this, in t and this is kind of a little bit of a inkling preview for our 2020 episode in that I have like way overshot. I, I can already tell for 2020, like it's going to be way too much. <laughs> but I also feel like I'm one of those people that like, if you shoot for the moon, you land among the stars, you know, like you're, I need to kind of overshoot in order to really push myself. So um, that there was a little bit of that going on in 2019 too. And it's just kind of how I work. So that's okay. Um, so some of the things that I talked about in that episode were being on other people's podcasts because I was, I, obviously I podcast very frequently, but I am not necessarily a guest on other people's podcasts. So that happened twice this year. Um, I was on Tara McMullen's What Works podcast, which was really fun. And I was talking about radical self-trust. They did this special kind of community event, um, in her, she has this online community, um, for the, for like small business owners. And in August, it was all about confidence. And so my episode on radical self-trust was part of that kind of online community event, which is really fun. So um, I also was on another podcast uh, with Lindsay Padilla talking about um, kind of a lot of things, um, but she's focused on academics and how they shift into business. And so that was also a really fun conversation to have with her and also her partner because they've started podcasting together. Um, and then I have another podcast episode scheduled for early 2020. And it may not seem like a lot to just do two, but I felt like they were a really good fit for like the mm, people who mm -hmm. would be helped by the information. And um, Tara McMullen's podcast is part of that online community that I'm a member of. And so that also felt good to kind of reconnect in with that community. Um, and also it's a community that's not really academics. I mean, there's some academics in there, but it's, it's a really broad in terms of who's part of it. So that also felt good to kind of expand that audience a little bit. Um, I talked about reading more business books and coaching books, and I did that. There were some that I kind of revisited this year. I didn't get to all the ones I talked about in the episode, and that's okay. I mean, I, I feel okay about that. The coaching books I dove deep into because I started to develop a coach training program, which was something that... I don't think I had on my radar for this year. And then I started thinking about kind of timing of things and how quickly I was accumulating my own coaching hours, which was part of my metric for when I was gonna start the coach training program. And all of a sudden I found myself designing a coach training program. So um, that involved a lot of reading and I've been working on that for, I would say maybe eight months. Uh, so maybe in the, the early second quarter of the year, I started to think about it really seriously. And that resulted in me writing almost 40,000 words um, of a coach training manual. So that was kind of like my book project for the year that was unexpected. Um, so that I think kind of tied in with my reading and research because I was doing quite a bit around that. 
Um, and I also talked about reinvesting in online business communities. This is something that I feel like I was definitely not consistent on. Um, I was paying attention to online communities and I was able to attend some events with those online communities and kind of revisit event replays and things like that. Um, but I also felt like because I launched Slow Hustle and I was working with that community, it, that was kind of my community for the year for online business. It, I, I've had conversations I was leading every month about different aspects of online business. And I wasn't necessarily expecting that to be that community, but it was. So I'd like to continue that. I feel like, Sarah, you recently joined Wandering Aimfully, which I'm really excited about because I'd like to connect with you there. And, and there's so many good people in that community. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a kind of an exciting thing. Um, in terms of other metrics, I talked about hitting a 100K in revenue again. That was one of my goals for the year. And it's so funny because like when the clock turns over from like 2018 and 2019, I was like, ah, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like all of a sudden, like your <laughs> revenue is back down to zero and it's like, okay, so let's start like, you know, hustling to like bring in, bring in business. <laughs> and it's very scary for me to do that every year. And so it, you know, even if people were like, oh yeah, it'll be no problem. I, I did not feel that way. I was like, okay, how is, how is this going to work? But I did hit 100K in revenue again this year. And we, Yay! yeah, that was exciting. And we upped our gross revenue by about 25K. So there was growth there. Um, and then we are actually pre-booked with a lot of programs for 2020 that makes it very clear that we will hit 100K again um, in this coming awesome. year. So that's feeling really good. And I do feel like there's been kind of a shift, maybe not in my business model, but like, in that kind of revenue model in that Mm. because I'm kind of waitlisting programs now and kind of pre-launching things, I have a better idea of who's interested in what. Um, Mm -hmm. And also because I have programming on my calendar now that is like consistent. Like I have two ways of on-ramping into coach training. I have slow hustle that always starts in January. Like I have certain things now that it's like people can plan for it because they know it's going Mm -hmm. to be there and it's consistent. So um, I've been thinking a lot about that. So that was that was an exciting goal to reach. Um, I also wanted to do 30% in a salary payout, and we ended up at about 35%. I ended up upping it throughout the year when um, we had an increase in revenue and it felt like we could kind of shift the ratios a little bit. But the one goal that definitely I did not hit was I wanted to have expenses be 20% or less of the total revenue. And when I decided to rebrand and to get some support in developing my new keynote, that just completely blew that out of the water. Um, The rebrand and the keynote development were about 12,000 combined. Um, And so I knew, you know, maybe in the second quarter of the year that that was not what was going to happen. And that was a, it was an intentional choice we made because I felt like reinvesting back in the business in those ways at this time was really good timing for us. And because of how we set up our revenue ratios, and I use profit first model, um, so we can link to that in the show notes for people who are interested. We put away so much in savings to cover our taxes that we can easily pull from that for things like these extra business expenses. So it's not as if we're like, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel when we have extra things we want to do. And that feels really good. You know, like we're, we've been very overly cautious, I would say, in our, what we pull out for salary draws and things like that and, and making sure we have enough for, for taxes every quarter. And because our revenue continues to grow, it means every April we have extra payments. And so we just, we don't ever want to have to worry about it. Um, and so I think that that was something that 
I feel like the expenses, while they could certainly be trimmed down, the business is very healthy. And so I don't have as much concern about that. I may pay a little more attention to it in 2020, but it's not like a very concrete goal that I have. Um, and there's a couple services we currently have that I think we're going to cancel in 2020. And I've been kind of shuffling some things around in terms of how I'm using different tools within the business. So that will affect it too. But those were some of the things that were like very specific for me in terms of what I was thinking about and trying to track. And um, I've, it was a good year. Like yeah. continued growth, continued lessons, you know, really better understanding my audience over the course of the year. And I'm really excited to see what 2020 is going to bring in terms of launching some of these new programs. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on an awesome year. I am very excited for you that like all of these things panned out in the ways that you had had planned on. And, and I use the word planned very intentionally there. I was originally going to say hoped and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> there was more than hope that went into this. And I want to acknowledge that, that there was a lot of planning and a lot of work that that uh, made that possible. So congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. No, it feels really good. And I'm really curious, Sarah, like I want to talk a little bit about lessons that we've learned this year and also Mm. kind Mm -hmm. of were there things that we chose to do that like really worked out, like like Mm. process decisions we made or like you recently Mm. redid your website. So like that can be something Mm -hmm. we talk about. But yeah, I want to make sure we get to both those things so I can write them down just so we don't forget. But um what are some of the things you did this year that you're like, ooh, that was a good decision? Like, you know, like hindsight, <laughs> hindsight looking back. like Hindsight being yeah, what it like is. That, yeah, that was a good choice. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one for me, which I mentioned earlier, is is pivoting away from some of the early childhood things. And, I, you know, there were personal and professional reasons for doing that. So on the professional side... I was finding that my energy just wasn't really there for some of the topic uh, topic areas and those sorts of things. And I was in that field because that's the field I had been in before, right? It was, it was where I got my PhD is in child psychology. And so it made sense for me to be kind of working in that arena and in those areas. And I was good at presenting and speaking and putting together... Um, good learning opportunities for people and good training opportunities and those sorts of things. Um, And so it felt like, well, why would I turn my back on this path that I have been on and been kind of continuing down for so long? Um, But kind of just (laughs) taking a deep breath and saying like, this isn't actually what I want anymore um, was scary, (laughs) but uh, I think was really the right decision. And that's not to say I'm never going to work for organizations and uh, and with others who do work in that area. Um, so I do want to acknowledge that like I still have the resilience toolkit on my website because I still think that's a valuable resource. I think that that's something um, that you know I do want to kind of continue to grow. But again, more from a communications perspective, more from a like how do we combine information from professionals and experts in the field in ways that are compelling. I don't need to be the child development expert. Um, in those spaces, like I'm much happier to be like, how can I help you tell your story? How can I help you communicate these important lessons and resources um, to others in the field? And so those kinds of skills can be applied in a variety of areas. And that's, that's really where I'm excited to be moving. And so I think for me, the biggest, like, yes, I did it (laughs) decision was definitely taking that, that step and really saying, you know what, like, yes, there's business here. Yes, there's opportunity here. But 
it's not what I want and it's not where I want to go. And so where do I want to go and how do I want to get there? Um, that's been a lot of what the second half of 2019 has been about and what, what 2020 is going to be about. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of experimentation and trying some stuff out and some stuff's going to work and some stuff's not, and that's okay. We'll figure it Mm -hmm. out. But I think this is, this is one of the things we preach, you know, like just because you're good at something or you've built something up, it doesn't mean you need to keep doing it. I mean, like, it's, I feel this way. This is such a multi-potentialite thing. Of like, yep. <laughs> and I think about this the same. So one thing I haven't mentioned is um, I'm changing jobs and I'm moving to Kansas. So let's. I was let's wondering throw that when you were going to bring that I up. Honestly, like, it's, I'm so steeped in it that I'm like, doesn't everyone just know that this is happening? Um, so we can we can go into that too, but um, and that'll be part of the 2020 episode. But the what a question I think that people have really been asking is like, I built up something really successful in my current job. And it's, it's pretty clearly very successful. And people are like, why would you walk away from that? And I'm like, yeah. when it's not your thing anymore, it's not your thing anymore. It, like we evolve, it isn't. like evolution is the most natural thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Change is the most natural mm-hmm. thing in the world. And it doesn't make it less scary, but I feel like it's one of those things where you're really like swimming against the current sometimes because people are like, why would you, you know, this is, you're getting money, you're doing all these things. And it's like, that is not the most important thing. Like if you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're not feeling fed by the work, you know, like, and it's just a slog for you, that's not good. Well, and I would argue that that shows in the work too. Right. Eventually it does. Eventually, if you're like not in it, you're not in it. And I was getting to the place where I was not in it and it was starting to affect how I was doing the work and the quality of the work. And to me, because the quality of the work is so important, it really felt contrary to be continuing to do this thing when I felt like I wasn't giving it everything that I, I should be giving it. And so, yeah, it it's hard to walk away from those things sometimes. And sometimes it's not the right choice or it's not the right time or all of those, you know, there are a million considerations to go into it. And, you know, some people I'm sure would look at, at, <laughs> at uh, my career path and would you know, longtime listeners might be like, yeah, no, Sarah, we knew this was coming for a while. We're sort of curious why you didn't do it earlier. Um, and so there are reasons for that, right? There are there are reasons to continue with something, even if you're not quite sure that it's the right thing. But eventually there might come a time where you do turn away from something that feels like more of a sure bet than the direction that you want to be going in. But, um, you know, the point of making my own business was not to do the sure thing. Right. <laughs> that was that was not the point. <laughs> the point was to try stuff and break things and, you know, learn a lot along the way. So, Katie, I'm curious for you, looking back, what was the kind of biggest, uh, you know, aha, but but in the positive sense, that, that looking back and being like, yep, uh-huh, that was exactly the right choice and didn't know it at the time, but here we right. are. Right. I mean, I some of it, I think, was... This will not come as a surprise, I think, to our listeners. Um, I did a lot of pre-planning for 2019. That continues into 2020. Um, and it's been really, really helpful for me to, for example, pre-schedule social media and like on a quarterly basis, like say, okay, what's coming up? What am I pushing out there? You know, doing some of that work ahead of time, especially in terms of marketing, which we talked about season five, I think, <laughs> like how I can't even keep it straight anymore. Um, I know they blend together. They do kind of blend together. But this idea of just, it helps me to kind of have a plan for that and pre-draft stuff. And I've already pre-drafted and scheduled all of quarter one for 2020. And the, in kind of combination with that, taking creative retreats um, continues to be really important for me. 
And I think part of that is just, I need concentrated time to be working on the business and not just in the business. And this is something that we've, I think we've talked about before. I've heard other online business owners talk about they're serving your clients, but then at some point you have to take a step back and think about process and systems and marketing and like how all of it is running kind of behind the scenes and under the surface. And that has just been a, a big part of like, as I've solidified some things and um, started to think kind of stabilizing, you know, with a stabilizing mindset about some of these programs and services. And I think it gets reflected in things like my website and my calendar. And I think people see the organization behind it and that builds trust. Like it's, I'm not flying by the seat of my pants with a lot of this stuff like I used to. And it's okay to be in that spot. I mean, sometimes that's just where you need to be. But for me right now to juggle what is becoming a very, you know, large revenue, sustainable business, I have to do that in order to feel good about the quality of the work I'm putting out. And so it means often working over the holidays. It means, you know, like taking vacation time to do that work. So that was a big lesson this year of just like, I can be, I can put my like strategic planning superpower to work with this. And that, that felt really good. Um, that was definitely an aha moment that it seems, it's almost like a stupid aha. Cause it's like, well, of course you should be doing that. Like, you know, this is your superpower. Like why, why wouldn't you have done this from the beginning? But it's like, I just didn't have enough knowledge about how some of this stuff functioned, especially around social media. And so now that I do, it's like, okay, I can kind of lay, lay the groundwork on some of this. So that was definitely one, um, and then also, I the other kind of change that I haven't mentioned yet this year is I took what I had kind of rebranded as the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, and I rebranded it again. I took it, I stripped out some of the podcasts I'd been doing. I took Make Your Way and put it in its own channel, which people are listening to it. They know that that has, that has happened. Um, I, I kept You've Got This. <laughs> Glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, you're on the channel now. Um, I kept You've Got This, and then I started this other podcast, Coach to Coach, about coaching. And that, I mean, I feel like there's definitely part of me that maybe in the past would have been like, people are going to think that I'm, you know, too sporadic or that I'm too random or like this stuff is just like, I'm all over the place. And now I'm just like, no, this is just part of how it works. Like, this is how businesses evolve. This is how mm-hmm. creative people evolve. They start things, they stop things, they start something new. Like, And ideally there will be a strand that kind of, or multiple strands that go through all of those projects so that people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense that you kind of went in that direction. Um, But that was also something this year that I was really paying attention to was just the concept of alignment and Mm -hmm. how I was able to create, like sunset some things, create other things that felt aligned in terms of the decisions that I was making. So I do feel like kind of the theme there is I just got more confident this year in the business. Like I started doing more planning. I started thinking ahead about, you know, how I could be putting time into things that I'm like growing. And I mean, one thing that I want to point out, and I know Sarah, you've probably experienced this too, is sometimes like when I was building the coach training program, that was a lot of time. Like it Mm -hmm. continues to be a lot of time because it's not done. Like I'm still working on the Mm -hmm. manual. I'm hoping to finish it by the end of the calendar year. And as we're recording this, I have like two weeks basically um, mm-hmm. to get that done. And you don't know. You have no idea if people are going to want right. to buy this thing. I mean, you it's like you right. are 
you are like riding on the instincts. And I had this instinct. I'm like, I've looked around. There is no coach training for higher ed professionals. Coaching is a growing field in higher ed. Like, mm-hmm. I think I can do this. I think this can be my mm-hmm. unique contribution because I was raised in higher ed. I understand this industry and I'm a coach. You know, like, I think I yeah. can bring these things together. And I'm happy to say, you know, the first round is fully enrolled for my cap Yay. of what I wanted to do. I mean, I've, awesome. if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I really want in email me. I will, I will make it happen. (laughs) Um, but like, you just don't know, like, and Mm -hmm. so you're, you're kind of doing this stuff on faith. And this year I just felt like I listened to those instincts even more. And I was like, yep, you are, you're moving in the right direction. Like I just had that confidence that I was kind of Mm -hmm. doing things in the way that I should be doing them. And that I'm kind of like locking in to what my unique contributions are for this industry Mm -hmm. in particular. And that felt Mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that you bring that up because I'm kind of in a in a really similar place with um, some of the video things that I'm going to be talking about for our 2020 episode. So I won't go too much into that, but um, but I do love that like that that idea of confidence and that idea of like trusting that there's there is something here that I'm putting together that somebody's going to want to buy <laughs> that somebody's going to want to be a part of, um, and. I, you know, I think for, for you, Katie, you're, you're such a great planner and you've already kind of thought, you know, 16 steps down the line. I'm a, I'm like four steps down the line, but, um, but I love that idea of thinking of leaning into that confidence and also knowing that like, you're going to learn stuff along the way. It's, you know, the thing that you put out first is not going to be perfect, but it's going to be enough to kind of give you what you need to know, uh, that you either need to change or adapt or bring in on the fly, right? Like there are going to be pieces that people are going to bring into this, I'm assuming, this coach training that you're going to be like, oh, right, okay, yep, we need to adjust down right. here a little bit to make this work. And so I, I love this idea of sort of confident learning that that we're stepping into these things with confidence, but also we're open to the fact that like we don't know everything and we're going to learn some stuff along the way and learn from the people that we're working with too. I, I just think there's a lot of potential there. And I love that you raised that idea of confidence. It's just, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it grows. Yay, 2020. Yeah, it grows over time. And you're actually reminding me too that we can build tools in to help with this. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to get too much into the 2020 episode, but one of the things I'm doing um, that I just started doing toward the end of 2019 is I'm keeping a coaching journal so that I can mm. be reflecting on in kind of a meta level about the sessions that I'm doing and the tools I used and like what I've done something differently now that I'm kind of done with that session and that client, you know, like looking back and Mm -hmm. that also helps with things like confidence because it turns something that you're doing into a craft and it helps you to really look at it from the perspective of like, what could I shift or change to be better or what worked well? And you start to see patterns in that. You start to see your strengths. Mm -hmm. You start to see how clients are really affected, you know, by certain things that you've done. And So that's something else that I feel like, you know, you can do this intentionally. It's not like it just comes with experience. I think there are Mm -hmm. steps you can take to kind of keep that strengthening Mm -hmm. over time. Okay, so connected to this, lessons. Oof, (laughs) so many. I know, I know. Maybe like one or two, the big ones. Uh, It's so, it's, yeah, there's so many things. It's it's hard. I, I mean, the, the lesson that I continue to learn and relearn about myself and my business is to trust my gut. And it sounds so simple, but it's, it just, there, there have been so many times this year where I've questioned and questioning is a part of trusting your gut, but where I've had a, an 
sort of an instinct or sort of a gut feeling that like, okay, I need to do this or I need to not do this or whatever. And the more I've trusted my gut, the better off I've been. And that is in reference both to pivoting the business as well as like redesigning the website. Was that in my plan for 2019? Not really, but I hit a point in the last month or so where I was just like, this has to happen now. Like my gut is telling me I cannot move forward on any of the other things until this happens first. So yes, I'm reprioritizing a bunch of other stuff to make this happen. And you know, sometimes following your gut means reorganizing your life a little bit. And, and, uh, but I have never regretted that. Um, there have been very few times in my life where I've followed my gut and been like, well, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Right. And most, almost always <laughs> my gut is telling me the right things. Um, and so leaning into that, that's again, a lesson I'm, I'm still having to learn because there are times when my, my logic brain is like, well, but you shouldn't do it that way because that's not how other people would do it. And you should do it this way instead. So, um, you know, following my gut and, and saying no to my should brain, I think are, are kind of those lessons that are, again, really age old and everybody's going to be like, yep, yeah, you should follow your gut. But sometimes in the moment it can be hard to do that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it's learning and relearning that lesson. Mm -hmm. What about you? So connected to that. Yeah. Like I was just nodding along to everything you said, because for me, it's, (laughs) I, I, I mean, it is about gut, but for me, it's just radical self-trust. Like it always comes Mm -hmm. back to that for me. And Mm -hmm. this was another year where it was like, you have to keep practicing that. Like it is, it is a practice. You are never done. And especially with going on the job market, um, and I recently released an episode about practicing radical self-trust while on the job market. So I can link to that in the show notes for people mm. who want to hear it because it is hard job market stuff. I have so much empathy for all of my clients. I, I literally went after one job and I accepted it. And if I had had multiple, I think I would have gone a little bonkers. Like it's, it's yeah. so hard, but I think that the, this also gets back into like a good choice I made. Like my instincts, my, like just my deepest heart of hearts was like, I need to move on. Like I I need to find Mm -hmm. another job. And really the root cause of that was I had evolved. Like I had evolved Mm -hmm. past the point where I was really able to contribute in a unique way. Like it had, it had been something that I had built and then now it was being maintained and I'm not a maintaining Mm -hmm. person. I'm a building person. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. that's not obvious from the, (laughs) from people (laughs) listening to the show, I know, I know (laughs) people are like, well, duh, like, hello. Um, But this was a year where, I spent the entire summer like really wrestling with what to do in part because Mm -hmm. my partner did not want to move. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can make this work. You know, I'm going to recommit, did a little bit of therapy, you know, like I, I kind of worked with this and then, um, a couple things happened in the fall that made it really clear to my partner and I, it was time to move on. And it was like the universe said to me, like, I see you're trying to make this work, but this is actually really not the right direction for you, you know? So I'm going to just show you that you need to do something different. And it was gentle and it was kind, um, for the most part, (laughs) some Mm -hmm. of it was a little bumpy. Um, (laughs) but it was helpful to have that happen in such a way that my partner was also Mm -hmm. front row seat and could say like, Mm -hmm. okay, I understand we need to move. Um, Kansas. Yeah. You know, he wasn't thrilled about that part, but um, he's, he's coming around. I, I yeah. think that that for me was a huge lesson of just like, you can ignore it, not even ignore it. You can kind of make a decision that is like against the instinct that you have, and you're still yeah. going to end up on the right path because if yeah. you are truly listening, 
it will become clear to you. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. the, there will be things that will be put in front of you that, that it will become very clear, like the direction you're mm-hmm. supposed to go. Now, this is not to say there was a bright neon light pointing to Kansas. Sure. Um, but I had been thinking for a while about moving to the middle of the country. And mm-hmm. that there are some things with the business that I think will be easier for me to do if I am in the middle of the country versus on a coast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's something I've been thinking about for probably about 18 months. So mm-hmm. there are seeds that get planted that when you do start to listen and when you, when you do kind of open yourself up to the possibilities, mm-hmm. you start to all of a sudden move in a really good direction. And I can link to some blog posts and stuff where I've been talking about this move, but Sarah, you know that there things have been going very easily. Mm-hmm. We sold our house. We yeah. bought another house. Timing's been working out. Like things are really showing me that like the path is yep. being cleared to go to Kansas, this is, you know, like right. this, is the, this is the, this is the, time. This is the time. This is the yeah. right move. Well, you know, like all the things and it's like, okay, like, you know, when you yep. listen, <laughs> it can get pretty yeah. darn easy about what you're supposed to yeah. go and what you're supposed to do. And, um, yeah, so I, I feel like that was like the, the choice to really listen to that and the choice to move, like to be open to mm-hmm. physically moving and listening to how I had evolved over time and, and following that. And Mm -hmm. the other thing I would say too, is I haven't been in a place for a while where I've wanted to do a five-year plan. Like I've really Mm -hmm. felt like that was very murky and Mm -hmm. I'm usually a five-year plan kind of person. And I feel like because I was at the, I was kind of towards the end of my most recent Mm -hmm. five-year plan and I just didn't quite know what to do. Mm -hmm. Now it's like easily, like I can just, the landscape in front of me has completely cleared. And it's like, yep, yeah. I see what the next five years is going to bring. I know exactly how I want to lay the groundwork. I can see multiple steps in the future with the business and with other things about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to kind of lay that groundwork with my partner to prepare him for, mm-hmm. you know, what that's going to look like. Um, <laughs> but I think that like that too, that like clarity was yeah. such a relief because it had not yeah. been there and it, things had been foggy right. for quite some time. And I was just kind of like working on faith that it was going to figure itself out. And indeed it did. So mm-hmm. I think that's another thing is like, if you're sitting in that fog, it, it will eventually clear and yeah. there will be, you know, actions that you take or things that will kind of come along that will help you to see what that's supposed to look like. Um, so yeah, th- those were things that were helpful for me this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to pick up on a couple of things you said there, you know, the first of which is I, I have also had the experience where you know, you're kind of like, where is, what do I do? And then suddenly it just sort of all clicks into place and you're like, yep, that's what, that's okay, cool. That's the thing. Um, and it's great when the universe speaks that way. I also want to point out, it doesn't always speak no, that it way. Doesn't. <laughs> like, it, doesn't. it sure, it sure doesn't. Um, and so for those of you who are in the fog right now, I want to acknowledge how hard that is. And Katie, I know, you know how hard that is too, when you just feel like I don't, I either don't know what to do, or I don't feel like there's any way out of this. There's, there isn't a path in front of you. Um, you know, I'm struggling with that a lot in my own personal fertility journey right Mm -hmm. now. It's like, I don't, I don't know which way that's going to go. It could go one way, which I'd really love to explore and be a parent and, and enjoy that life. But I also am having to prepare myself for what, what is the universe offering me if that's not in my future? And so for those of you who are in kind of that middle place, like it's really, really hard sometimes. Um, but there, I, I also want to emphasize that there are 
places that you can find some joy and some happiness, whether it's in your own work and, and finding fulfilling things that you're able to do, even if the situation isn't ideal. And Katie, I want to point to your 2019 for that. Like you, you've been kind of, like you said, going through this fog for a while and trying to figure out how do I make this work? And in spite of the fact that you were feeling that way, like you did some incredible stuff this year. And so I want to highlight that, like, even if you're feeling really overwhelmed and in that kind of stuck place, do try to work to find those places of joy and those moments of things that you can either just fully enjoy or things that you can invest your energy into because those things will grow into things that you can't even see right now. Um, And, and I think you're, your year in review is a testament to that, that even in the midst of all that, you grew some incredible things and you've got some really great stuff in store. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what 2020 brings. Well, Yay. and I also, I, I'm glad you're kind of pointing this out, Sarah, too, because I do want to emphasize, I can point to maybe two or three times in my life where I've had this level of clarity. Like this is yeah. not something that's happening <laughs> right. for me all the time. So it feels yeah. pretty momentous like right now. Like yeah. and and especially because it's happening around the new year, which is a very special time for me anyway. Like mm-hmm. it's there's just I'm way open to kind of all the synchronicities, you know, like of, of yeah. how this looks. But um yeah, the summer was a difficult time for me. Like I mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of thinking, I was doing a lot of journaling and reflection. I was talking with my partner, I did see a therapist. Like I was really trying. Um and I mm-hmm. think that you know, like, and it did feel at many points, like I was just hitting my head against a wall, like, and, Mm -hmm. and I was really, really, really struggling. Um, and so I get it. I really do. And Mm -hmm. I want to be really clear that I feel like there were a number of things that brought me out of that place and it didn't all have to do with me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're like, I'm fighting this and nothing is changing, just wait it out. (laughs) Like just, I know it's hard. Believe me. Like I really do. Um, but something is coming. And the other piece Mm -hmm. of this, just to give like another little fun timing synchronicity is over the summer, you know, I was really struggling and my partner said, and I, I just went to him and I was like, I really need to have permission to go on the market. And not that he needed to give me that permission, but I needed him to be on board. Like I needed this to be an us decision and not a me decision. And I was not going to make that decision without him because my career has, he's been the trailing spouse for Mm -hmm. 10 years. I mean like, or 15 Mm -hmm. years. I mean, it's been a very long time. And so we make those decisions together. And Mm -hmm. he, he offered that freely and said, yes, like if you need to go on the market, go on the market. But one of the things that was really challenging for us and that for me as someone who feels like who prides myself in having discipline was I didn't vest at my current job until January one. And so the timing just felt all wrong because I was like, mm-hmm. if I go on the market now, I'm walking away from a mm-hmm. significant payout of this time mm-hmm. that I've been at this institution. And I don't know that I'm ever going to be a state employee of Oregon again. Like, I, I just don't mm-hmm. know where life is going to take me. And so it was like, this seems silly that I can't mm-hmm. do this, you know, for another six months or whatever. And sure enough, the timing worked out just fine. Mm-hmm. We move on January mm-hmm. 6th. You know, yeah. like, I mean, we, we have figured out a way to make that work. And I was able to have a very meaningful kind of end of end of time with this particular mm-hmm. job um, mm-hmm. because of kind of how everything worked out. So things do work out. Like, I really do believe that. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, we cannot always see it. We don't always know why, you know, we're going through whatever we're going through. But it it does, I think, work out oftentimes in the end. And you can look back and say okay, fine. It, it was better to do it this way. Like, 
I hated that it had to happen <laughs> this way in certain moments, right. but you know, it was right. okay. Like everything was fine. And it, it also really increased my gratitude practice. And mm. so that's been something that's really deep in this year too. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to also, oh, I know there's so much. <laughs> I want to talk to you, Sarah, about things that we want to work on, like not necessarily bad mm-hmm. things, but just like stuff that's on our minds that it's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe that didn't go the way that I wanted it to this year or yeah. this needs more time and attention in 2020, just to kind of start to blend into our 2020 mm-hmm. episode as we start wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest one for me that's on my mind and has been for a while, longtime listeners will not be surprised, uh, that marketing is, is on my mind uh, for 2020 and is a thing I want to work on more intentionally next year. Um, and and I, have, I feel like I have more clarity around how to do that now, which is really helpful. Um, so... Uh, for me, it's a, it's a matter of working that into my systems and into my practice a little bit more, um, within the, the kind of constraints of, of my work time. Um, so figuring out what that looks like is going to be a challenge for 2020, but definitely the thing I I do want to work on more intentionally is, um, marketing, uh, and communications kind of generally around, around my work and what I'm doing and, um, putting out into the world, the things that I want to put out into the world. So yeah, those are my big ones. What about you? Oh, I asked the question and I hadn't thought about my answer. Um, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> I know it is dangerous. Um, I think that just like a couple little things that have been kind of in the back of my mind, I feel like I would like to get back to a consistent practice with Instagram this year on the grid. This is going pretty micro, but I've been doing a lot with stories and I just haven't been doing a lot with the grid. And now that I have this beautiful rebrand, it's like, <laughs> might as well use might it. Might as well use it. And and I feel like Instagram is such a visual platform um, that it would be fun to kind of do some stuff mm-hmm. there. I will admit, though, that like just in general, some of the admin stuff of the business has gotten pretty overwhelming. And it that's what's mm-hmm. taking up my time. Um, and even though I've automated some things, like there's just stuff that I was thinking the other day, like if I had an admin even like five hours a week, like it would just yeah. really make a difference at this point. Um so that's something I probably need to think about for 2020. I'm not sure I'm quite ready to make that leap. That feels really like a big deal. But um, so that's one thing. I think that also I'm really starting to think about my own kind of maturation as a business owner and what my role is. And especially as I'm starting to do like the five-year planning and things like that, um, I'm wanting to just be like very reflective about that as I go into 2020 um, because there's definitely like, I don't even, like I said, I have not thought about this, so I'm kind of processing it as I'm saying it. There's definitely parts of my business where I'm feeling more open to other people doing things. Mm -hmm. Even Mm -hmm. in the sense of like the coach training, like having another trainer come on board if I decide I need that. Because as I've planned out my 2020 calendar, it's getting a little intense Um, (laughs) uh, with the training with, and I pulled back pretty significantly on some of my other programming to make room for things like the coach Mm -hmm. training. And, and I will also say my client base for private coaching has grown significantly um, and continues to grow. And this is the time of year where everybody's seeking coaching. So it's like really Mm -hmm. on my mind because I'm having exploration sessions like all the time. Mm So with the transition, my job transition and our physical transition to another state, you know, like all those things are kind of on my mind about 
when and if I might need to ask for more support to do certain Mm -hmm. things. And I feel like you have this, there are various things in your business. Like if you think about like plateaus and then growth and then you plateau and then you grow and it's kind of like the stair step model. I feel like we're right at the edge of a, uh, or we're like in the midst of a growth if we're not like about Mm -hmm. to hit it pretty significantly. And then we're going to kind of plateau again and then, and then we'll kind of continue. And those are always the moments I think where you need to start thinking about systems and processes and your role and how, you know, like all of that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And also I've gotten like a front row seat to my partner project managing our entire move and he's mm-hmm. really gifted. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's, I'm just thinking, he doesn't know this, but I'm kind of thinking about that <laughs> and his role <laughs> and how, you know, like what that means. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff floating around for me right now about mm-hmm. kind of structure, I guess, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what it would mean for me to bring on somebody, maybe even part-time to maybe do some of the Instagram stuff, you know, like right. that I just don't feel like I can ever get to. And I'm also really trying hard to balance rest with all this other stuff. And so um, that's the other thing that's on my mind for 2020 is like I I need to get back to really consistent rest practices, um, some exercise, some other things. And I'll talk about that in our next episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, so those are some of the things that I'm kind of I don't feel like it's like I could have done it in 2019. I think I was at capacity right. with. So it's yeah. definitely not like a regret or anything along those lines. It's just more of like we have evolved to a place now where some of these things seem like I need mm-hmm. to be thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Lots of food for thought for our 2020 episode. I know. Which I know we're gonna. I'm excited. Rec- we're gonna hit record on that in a second. Just, I'm very excited. I could just squeal about it. I'm so excited. Yes, 2020 <laughs> goals. Bring them 2020, on. 2020. 2020 is looking okay so far. I'm excited about that. So. Well, uh, thank you listeners as always for, um, listening in to us chat about things. It was nice, Katie, to like get to just catch up a little bit and share about 2019, some good stuff and some stuff we learned from and all of that. So yeah, it was so enjoyable. Okay. So listeners stay tuned for next episode where we're going to get all into the 20 goals and I'm excited. All right. All right. Sounds good. Um, and for all of our show notes, because we mentioned a lot in this episode, I was listening and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a lot to write up in the show notes. Um, <laughs> we, you can always find our show notes at drkatielinder.com backslash MYW. Had to think about that for yes. one moment. Um, you can also find us easily if you go to drkatielinder.com backslash podcast. Um, you'll find the main page. And if you want to look up anything, feel free to go there. And if you are listening in a podcast app, you can also click into the show notes there, I believe, as well. So feel free to um, learn a little bit more about anything that we mentioned today. And Sarah, until next time. Yep. I'll talk to you in a few minutes about 2020. I'm very excited. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Make Your Way. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at drkatielinder.com backslash MYW. If you found this episode helpful, please consider rating or reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.